Shalom, shalom. Six o'clock, Wednesday, the magic hour, with your host, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Schwab, on J-Root Radio, the best program on J-Root Radio, Wednesday. We used to be on at 4, now we're on at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Now, this program is called The Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah. Niflaos HaTorah. And I welcome everybody that's listening. We hope you'll find it interesting to answer some very clear and open questions on the Parsha. So, how do you reach us? You are listening to J Root Radio or on the computer, jrootradio.com. And our number here in the studio is 718-683-5858. The hotline, if you don't want to call, just listen, then you don't have a computer, is 712-432-4217. Or we have another hotline number, 718-506-9099. We have engineer at the studio, and we are ready to answer your questions when I start asking your questions. Please, find, I hope you find it interesting. Tell your friends to call 718-683-5858 to answer some of these questions on Toldos. You know, this Shabbos is Toldos, Shabbos, Mavarchim, Chodesh, Kislev. And you know there's a yontif in Kislev called Hanukkah. You know there's a yontif in every single month, a sad day, a Tishbav or a, a Tanis that will become a yontif. There's only one month that has nothing, no happy day and no sad day. Does anybody know the name of that month? Uh, every single month has a yontif, some kind of a yontif, or a Tanis that will become a yontif. But there is one month out of the twelve that does not have anything. Does anyone know the name of that month? That is number one question. Number two is, why do you have the name Toldos? Ayla told us Yitzchak. It should be called Yitzchak. Like Ayla told us Noach. Noach. V'yiyu chayesoro. Chayesoro. Vayishma Yisro. They don't call it Vayishma. They call it Yisro. V'yikach. Korach, they don't call it by Yikach, Korach, or Bolok, or Pinchas. How come this Sedra has a man's name in it, and it's not called by that name, it's called Toldos. There's six Sedras in the Torah that have man's name in it. Pinchas, Bolok, Korach, Yisro, Chayisora, Noach. They all have the name of the woman, Chayisora, Yisro, Korach, Bolok, Pinchas. How come this is called Toldos? And not Yitzchak. That is number two question. Number three, the word Yitzchak, Yitzchari Cheskuf, tells you how old the mother is, the father is, how old he was when he had a bris, and about he was the tenth Nisoyon of the tenth ten Nisoyonas uh, that Avram had to do. Where in the letters Yitzchari Cheskuf is the Jewish history of the first man, of the firstborn Jew? And you know he's the firstborn Jew. Now, how old was Yitzchak when he got married? How old was when he had children? How old was Rivka? How long did they pray Davin for children? Who was Rivka's father? Who was Rivka's brother? 
who was Yitzchak's father, and who was Yitzchak's grandfather, who was Yitzchak's son, and who was Yitzchak's grandson. How old was were um, when? How old was Yaakov and Esav when they died? Yeah. Now they, he, she was get pregnant with terrible pains, and she says, "What do I need this for? Why do I need this?" What do I need this? M came. She was punished for that. What was wrong saying terrible punishment? She had terrible uh, uh, um, pregnancy pains. She says, it says, by The children were fighting, running inside of her. But Thomas, she said, M came. If that's the case, what do I need this for? Many mothers have pains of pregnancies. No one says, Why do I need this? She's the big tzedekis. Yitzchak's wife, Vayisrotzitzu. In the word Vayisrotzitzu is the name of a man who also was running to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What was his name? But it says the boys were running inside of her, and she thought it was one person. Then she went to a man, and I want you to tell me the name of that man who had Ruach HaKodesh. He says it's not one person with a split personality. It's two people. Ah, Chidush. Ooh, Shnei Goyim Bevitnech. Two nations. How come the word Goyim is spelled not correctly? It's spelled, it doesn't spell Gimel Vav Yud Mem. It's spelled correctly, but it looks like it's not correctly because we read it. Kri Goyim. Kasiv is written differently. Why is that? Katoda doesn't know how to spell. Goyim is Gimel Vav. Why is that Gimel Yud Yud Mem? Why? What are, you, what are you trying to tell us? And then she said she had twins. She had twins inside. The word somim is incorrectly spelled. Of course, there's nothing incorrect in the Torah. But it's incorrectly as far as... A, 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 that's not how you write in Hebrew twins. You write it te'umim. So why does the Torah misspell it? Uh, don't spell it right. Or the goyim or somim. Why is this so-called mistake, chas But why does it look like a mistake? And Yitzchak, and Yaakov was holding on to Esau's heel. Why wasn't he holding on to his hand? Why was he holding on to him? Bechlau. And why, and how did Esau come out? What was he? What was the simonim that when he came out, he was, what did he look like? All green, yellow? Was he uh, perfectly in good shape? And then the boys got older, and one went to become a Russia. How old was he then when he started to become a Russia? Ah, and how long did Avraham live? How come he didn't live as long as Yitzchak? Yitzchak lived ten times high. How old is that? And how come Avraham didn't live that long? He lived a few years less. All the forefathers were supposed to live 180 years. Uh, only Yitzchak did that. Not Avram, not, not Yitzchak. How? And not Yaakov. How come? And then um, Esau did five Averos the day he sold the Bechorah. What are those five Averos? And 
One more myth, one more question. Um, um, at the end of this well, they had the story about the wells. There were seven wells that Yitzchak uh, dug. He became more wealthy than Avi Melech. He was the richest man in the world. Yitzchak. And where is Gerara? He moved, Hashem, he wanted to go to Mitzrayim because there was a hunger. Hashem said, don't go. Why can't he leave the country? Avraham left the country. And Yaakov left the country. Why can't Yitzchak leave the country? Don't go. Let's go to Gerara. Where is Gerar? That's a very, 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 very famous place today. Gerara. Gerar. Gerara means to Gerar. Very famous. The enemies of the Jewish people live there. The worst enemies. And um, then they came to Birchaz Yaakov when he Yitzchak wanted to give the bracha to the worst son. Why didn't wasn't Yitzchak smart? What was wrong with Yitzchak? He's not a smart man. He wants to give the the bracha to the worst man in the world. And he loved Esau. Why doesn't he? How come he wasn't smart like his son Yaakov or like his wife Rivka? How come he didn't know that this man is the worst guy in the world? How come Yitzchak, one of our others, is not smart? But how come it looks like that? And how old was Yaakov and Esau the day they got the bracha? Now we're going to open up the phones and see how many people know some answers to our questions. The first one is anonymous. Plony Almoni, thank you for calling. Come Hi. on, Plony Almoni. Hi. Hello. My name is Moshe. My name is Moshe. Moshe, okay, Moshe, you're not Plony Almoni then. Go ahead. All right, we have to go to the next call and nobody's talking. All right. Uh, you have to talk or we go going to the next caller. Hi. Hello, hi. How are you? Good. Why are you calling me? Because. All right. Uh, I think uh, we have to go to the next caller. Okay. You who did? Thank you. You who did? Yeah. Hello. Thank you. You for calling. Um, the question about how old was Esav when he became a Russia? Right. Um, Rashi says he was 13. Rashi does not say he's 13. Uh, I don't think so. I think he was another age. Wait a minute. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, hold it. I think he mentions another age there. A Yigdalu Hanorim. So it doesn't say 13. Could have been 15. All right. A Yigdalu It says, I think it says here, uh, ooh, it could be. You're right. You know, darling, calls the mantra, Hoi Katanim, the Hoi Nikorim, the Masayim, the other Medakti, the Hemin, Mativam, Kivan Shin Nasu, Bene Yud Gimel, right? From 13 years on, they perished. You're right. One went to a der- very, very bad Derek, one to a good, you're 100% right. But uh, also, 13. Um, Others say that he was 15, but you're 100% right. Okay. Also, now, um, Avram was 175 when he was Nefter, right. and he didn't live as long as Yitzchak, so he shouldn't see how um, Esau turned into a uh, And how many years did Avram live less? 
Um, I don't know. You lived, you're supposed to live 180, right? Oh, you lived 30 years less then. You no, know, not 30, five years. Oh, right. 175 to 180, you subtracted those five years, right? Yeah. So therefore, people say Asa was 15, because you're not Chayiv between you and Hashem uh, until you're 20. So, some say he was, Rashi says 13, others say 15, because Hashem took off from Avram's five years, he shouldn't live to 180, because then his grandson would be 15, and from 15 to 20, Yasef started to become bad. And, and you're not high if they Adam Lam welcome to your 15. For instance, if you wear shotness, you don't hurt anybody. You're only high if Adam Lam welcome. Hashem said don't do that. Or you're Machal Shabbos. You're not hurting anybody. Or you eat trafe. You're not hurting anybody. Or you uh, do a hun- many mitzvahs that have been Adam Lam welcome. You're not hurting anybody. So you're not guilty, man or woman, well, man, uh, till you're 20, because you're not mature enough to know you are self-destructing your neshama. When you kill and you rob and you steal, that you understand at 13, or a girl at 12, 12. But wearing, eating bus of chalav, or wearing shotness, or michal shabbos, uh, who knows about that stuff? I mean, no one knows about it except you and Hashem. So you're not guilty, then Adam Lam welcome to your 20. So for five years, he started at 15. That's a proof that he was 15, because Avram died at 175, not 180. So that means that, at, at, like Rashi said, at Yud Gimel, uh, one started to go one way, one started to go to the other way. But it seems to be um, that other Mepharshim would say 15 because that's why Hashem took off five years, not more. Otherwise, at 13, he would have to take off uh, seven years from Avram's life. Okay, Rashi's right. 13. Some say 15. I thank you so much. You want I thank you for calling you. Anything else you want to say? No. Okay, well, next one is who? Yitzchak, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. When, um, when Isaac was born, he was red. He was red. Does that mean his whole body was red? He was red, hairy. Hairy, he does that like mean a, he was healthy? Uh, fully formed. formed. Yeah, fully formed. Right. Isaac means asui made. Does red mean sick, had the disease or something? No, he was... Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, 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 I'll tell you what it means. It means he was ruddy, very healthy, like a person, you and me, our skin is pink and healthy and gesund. That means very ruddy and not pale, like a, you may, most kids are born, they're white. It takes weeks and months till they get, you know, a really healthy skin. Ruddy means not red like a sick person. It means he was very healthy. He had hair, a little beard, they say, tiny little beard on his chin and hair on his fingers and hands like you have and I have. You have a little hair on your hands and your fingers. It means he was a totally healthy person. Um, it means ruddy, a gazunt, very healthy kid, not sickly red. I mean, I mean, very, very, body was extremely healthy looking, and his physically he was a perfect specimen. So you're right, he was ruddy. Um, so what else do you want to say? I saw Yaakov war got the bruchs by sixty-three. Sixty-three, correct. And then, and when when they both died, how old were they? That I don't know. Well, both they're twins, right? Yeah. So they have to be the same age as Yaakov. And Yaakov died at what age? Ooh, he was supposed to live one hundred eighty-two. I was one hundred and eighty also, but he said thirty-three words to Pharaoh. That were not nice. Hashem took off 33 years from 180. You know what that is? 
147. Oh, 147. You're a brilliant kid. Whoa, you're great. So he took all, he lived 147. So obviously the twin brother lived the same amount. He also 147. Interesting. And he said 33 words to Pharaoh because he complained about his life. He said, I had a miserable life. And there are 33 words there. And so I counted it up one time, and I only counted 25 words. So if you look at the Mepharshim, yeah, that's right. 25 and 8 is 33. Pharaoh had to ask the question because Yaakov had such a sad face. He said, hey, mister, how old are you anyhow? And those were eight words is a part of Yaakov's blame. When you have a miserable life, you shouldn't show it to anybody. So he's blamed for the question of Pharaoh and his 30, uh, 30 um, and his uh, the, uh, 25 word answer. 25 and 8 is 33, and 33 off, uh, off of A180 is 147. Very good. Yeah, Yitzchak, you're a smart guy. You have any more other answers? I heard a medrash that that um, I saw when he started going off, he was 13. You yeah, were able to Yaakov. tell the difference between Yaakov and Isaac. Yeah, when did he right. When did he become a Russia? By 15. Oh, you mean he started at 13. Very good. Yeah. But then he really, what do you mean he started? He didn't do any averages. He's thinking about it? You, you don't get a very punished for thinking about being a bad guy? He was going so. slowly but surely. <laughs> very good. You should know, uh, Yitzchak, that Rashi holds 13. Others hold no. They hold 15. Okay, two sheetas. And Rashi knows all the sheetas, but when he wrote down in his parish 13, well, they took off five years from Pharaoh's, uh, from Avram's life. But if, he, if he's a rotten kid at 13, it has to be seven years off of Avram's life. And they, that's not true. He only took five years off. So what means 13? You mean to say he started, in, well, how can you, if I want to do an Avera, I don't get punished. I want to steal. I don't get punished till I steal. I want to say Lashonar. You don't get punished till you say Lashonar. So there's two sheets, you're right. There's 13 and there's others, whole 15. All right. Yitzchak, thank you so much. Who's next? Tova. Go ahead, Tova. You're on the air. I'd like to answer the question, how old um, um, Yitzchak was when he, when, he, when he got married and when he had... Um, oh, yeah. When he hear that. Yeah. How old was he when he got married? Oh, uh, he was 40. And when did he... Okay, and then what else? And he was 60. When he had children, right? Yeah. Very good. You're such a smart girl. Wow. So how many years did he daven for kids if he got children at 60? 20. Ooh, 60 minus 40 is 20, right. Do you know that Tefilo is the same gematria... Tefila means to daven. is the same gematria as Yitzchak and Rivka. They were both davening for 20 years. Yitzchak and Rivka equals 515 if you do the gematria. And Tefila is exactly, without the Yud, 515. And when Moshe prayed for Klal Hashem shouldn't destroy Klal so after the Egel, it says, V'eschanan el Hashem. V'eschanan, I prayed. It's also equal to 515. Ah, and suppose you think in your heart, you're not davening, Kavonas Halev is also 515. So 515, very wonderful number. You know, if you add up to 5 and the 1 and the 5, you get 11. 5 and 1 is 6, and 5 and 6 and 5 and 6 is 11. You add up the 1 and the 1, you get 2. Because the feelers are between you and Hashem. Two people. 
too. You and I, you don't, not like the other religions, you have to go to some guy and tell him your prayer, and then he brings it to Hashem. We talk to Hashem directly. One, two, you talk to Hashem directly. You and me, we Hashem. You don't go to some maruch or something like that. You go directly to Hashem. The filo is personal, you and Hashem. Two, not people, he's not a person, but two, Two people, um, it's you and Hashem. You talk directly to him. He's your best friend you ever had. He can do things that your mother and father can't do. He can do miracles. He can save your life if you're ever in danger. Anyhow, Tova, thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Yehuda, you're on the air. Hello, can you ask me a question that I want to see Dave for? Yeah, how old was Yitzhak when he had a child? Andrew. Mm, 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 mm. How old when he got married? Forty. Mm, Forty. So when did he have a child? Sixty years later, at hundred. You have to 70. learn the parsha. Very good. Uh, he was sixty years old when he had a child. So twenty years they were praying for children, and um, Hashem wants the avos and the imahos to pray. For children, he makes it difficult for Sarah, for Rachel, and for uh, Rivka, and because Hashem wants it to fill. The, he wants Sadiqim to pray. When a person David, he become he starts thinking about life, and you become very great when you concentrate. So if you don't have something, yeah, Hashem makes Sadiqim pray for it. Eventually, he gives it to them, but uh, he wants their tefillos. Anyhow, let me ask you one more question: um, How long? Well. Well, why did Yitzchak want to give the bracha to the worst guy in the world? Didn't he know he had a tzaddik son called Yaakov? Why come he didn't know that his one son is a Russian on tzaddik? Why want to give? Why did he give the want to give the bracha to the Russian? And then it says, "But Yitzchak, oh Haves Esav, he loved him. How can you love a Russia? Oh, how could you? How's that possible? You know, you're you're not even Yitzchak, and me neither. How can you? you we don't love Rishayim." Oh, that's a very hard question. Well, I'll give you an easy question. Why is the Sedra called Toldos? Why is it called Yitzchok? Ela Toldos Noach is not called Toldos. Vayiyu Chayisor is not called Vayiyu. Or Vayishma Yisro is not called Vayishma. Vayikach Korach is not called Vayikach. So why is this called Toldos? It should be called Yitzchok. Because Rivka had children. Uh, What? Rivka had children, and Toldos means children. Ah, Eilid told us Noach. Noach had children. And they didn't call it Toldos. They called it Noach. That is a good question there, Yehuda. Learn the first Rashi, and you can call me back, and there's the answer. Because it's not about Yitzchak, the Sedrum. Noach is all about Noach. Pinchas is all about Pinchas. Bolak is all about Bolak. Uh, uh, uh. Um, so this is not about Yitzchak, it's about uh, Yaakov and Esau. That's why it's called Toldos. But after, after the first few pages, you see there's 35 Pesukim about Yitzchak, how many wells he dug, and then Fichol, and Avimelech wants to kill him. And it's all about Yitzchak, so why don't you call it Yitzchak? That is a bombekasha. That means a very big question. Nobody listening to me out there, I bet you knows the answer to that, to this question. Well, yes, we talked about Yaakov and Esau the first page or two, but eventually it's about 35 all about Yitzchak. 
about the wells and uh, and Avimelech and and he tells uh, Avimelech it's my sister because don't kill him if he said it's my wife and why don't they so why don't you call it Yitzchak? Anybody out there in J Root Radio Land who knows the answer to this question, call because you're one out of a million. But next question, uh, call Baruch. Okay, Baruch, you're on the. Yeah, hello. Um, um, Rashi actually holds both of 13 years old and 15 years old. Because Where Rashi has the calculation only five years, but the, what the, the Mepharshim explained Rashi is that till he was 15, he didn't embarrass Avram Avinu because he didn't do it publicly. That's oh. one answer. And the second answer is that on that day, he did five Averis, including Avayah Zara, Gilai Royce, and Shvichas Dom, and plus he was Kaifer in the Tchies Was that at so, age 13? So therefore, no, that was when he was 15. But, but Rashi 13, he was already a Russia. Thirteen was already a Russia, but Avraham Avinu was, didn't need to be nifted until Asa was fifteen. As Rashi himself has that calculation of only five years, both of them, yeah. because of those two reasons. And means they got older, and this one went to Tov, one went to Ra. So if it's thirteen, why should Shem take off five years? Should take off seven years? Because it, it wasn't Mafarsim yet in the world. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't was noticed, there. right? You yeah, mean so when only when he was fifteen. You mean when it was fit when the boys, the two boys were fifteen? You I mean he did open Averas, right? That's it. Right. So everyone, everyone would know Avram's grandson did such terrible things. So to spare Avram the agony of seeing it and people mm-hmm. saying about Avram Avinu's mm-hmm. grandson, therefore he was he was nifter five years before his time. Yeah, true, but at the little stickle difficult Rashi, the Yigdunah the Orim and the he ace of Ishio, they had Sayyid, he was a kidnapper and he hunted at thirteen according to Rashi. He saw that he's not right, a he, dog, he's not a farmer. It wasn't public yet. It wasn't public yet. Public, they want to say that. You know, true, hundred percent right, but where does Rashi say he was fifteen? Well, the second answer is that oh, if Rashi has a calculation that he had to be nifter five years earlier because, because of the so five years from 180 is 175, and uh, 20 minus right, 5 is 15. If Rashi says both Yud Gimel and Tezvav, there's a reason for that Rashi is saying that for. Where, uh, I don't see Rashi also, saying Tezvav. But well, no, of course, of course Rashi holds Tezvav because he says that Avram had to be nifted five years earlier, and the calculation then would have to be that Asa was 15, not 13. Yeah, so how does Rashi get away with saying B'nai Yud Gimel? Is that Pirish Labote of Midrashas? The Pirish Labote It's a Shver Rashi, I mean, because there's other... That's one answer, say, and the second answer is that he, did, he, didn't have, he never did so many Averis as bad as the, uh, the 15, because he did the worst Averis possible on the day he turned 15. Oh, you mean, uh, okay, maybe like, very good. On the day he turned 15, he did these terrible five of the Veras. I mean, that's like the peak. That that was certainly the grandfather would hear about it. So Hashem took him away right away. Very good. Mm-hmm. Could mean that he did little of Veras, but the real big stuff only at 15, and he was already and starting to get Russia. Yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you so much, Baruch. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Who's next? Shmuel, you're on the air. Hello, Shmuel on the air. How are you doing? Good, Shmuel on the air. I'm doing great. Hi, Rabbi. Okay, uh, you wanted to know why uh, Yitzhak was so adamant for making the brochos to you, to Esau, is you wanted to introduce a concept of Yitzhak and Zvulun, which oh. means that Esau will be the provider and Yaakov would be Yoishev Oiholim. But uh, it did not, uh, did not consummate, it did not materialize, because you cannot go to Cheder with such a person. Oh, you mean like this? When he told him, Al-Khar, because Sichia means protect your brother Yaakov. 
yeah, he, he wanted to give him an too. opportunity to protect his brother. Ah, you have free choice. You want to kill your brother? Okay, that's your Bechira. But really, he meant you should protect your brother like your Sokhar is a Very good. That's a beautiful parish. Well, where would you see that? Uh, this is my own fabrication. I'm not allowed to do that. May yeah, I? you're right. I have a right to give a sensible reason for anything in the Torah. Because it says in Mepharshim, you have free choice, Asaph, you should protect your brother. He's going to be sitting and learning, but if you have Bechira, you can, uh, you can kill him, just like a Jew, a Jew sitting and learning could eventually become, because of his Torah, a big Apichorus. He knows all Chazal, and he twists everything around. That's all to Bechira. Many right. people... Well, not, you, you, uh, see, uh, you see a big, a big uh, Russia, Rav Shlokish was, and he turned himself around and become the problem right. of Rabbi Yochanan. Right, he, he, he had free choice also. Asim also had a Bechira, but he, decided, but he chose to be a Russia, right. You're 100% right. I, I like your answer, Shmuel. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, right. Aharon, you're on the... Aharon, go ahead. Oh, um, I have another answer. Go ahead. For the question why Yaakov gave Asim the brachas. Yeah, go ahead. He, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, because Yitzchak gave Esau the brachas. Because Esau used to always say that that like I'm always learning, and Yaakov was blind, so he didn't see. Yitzchak was blind. Yitzchak was blind, and and Esau had a lot of kibbutz of him. And therefore, oh yeah, oh, that's why he wanted to give him the bracha because he had a lot of kibbutz of aim, right? Hundred yeah. percent right, but Yaakov yeah. had more than one mitzvah of kibbutz Avraim. Yaakov is a tzaddik, Tom, Talmud Chacham. The other guys are Yodea is out in the field. Yodea, a sode. He's not learning all day like his brother. Yes, he has a wonderful meter of kibbutz. Wonderful, one mitzvah. But, but his but brother has Esau, hundreds of mitzvahs. Esav used to always say that that I'm learning all all day to his father. Well, you can't say that, because it says in the Torah, Ishat Sodeh, he was out in the field. You know, he was a, a guy that didn't say Ishat Domo. He was not a farmer. He was playing around, throwing his life away. He kidnapped people, killed people. He was tortured women. Right, and, and when he came home, he used to say mm. that I was learning the whole time when I was out. Mm. That's what he used to tell Yaakov, and really it was uh, Yitzchak, yeah. Uh, he used to tell Yitzchak, but really it was uh, why. Yeah, very good. Aaron, you learned very well. You, which yeshiva do you go to? What? What yeshiva do you go to? Mir. You are a very smart boy. I'm happy you called my program. You call up next week, too. I'd like to talk to you. You're going to be a big Talmud Chacham. I can see that. Thank you, Aaron. Esther's on the air. Go ahead, Esther. Esther, go ahead. Hello, Esther. Welcome Hi. to the program. Oh, I can ask you a question. What was Yaakov's uh, brother's name? Esau. Esau. And what does what is Yaakov's uh, yeah father's name? Yitzhak. And what was his grandfather's name? Yitzhak. No, what was his grandfather's name? Uh, Yaakov's grandfather? Abraham. Who? Abraham. Abraham. Who was Abraham's father? Terach. Terach. Woo! Esther, you're a very smart girl. Now I'm going to ask you a very hard question. How old was Yaakov and Esau when they were born? 
Three. Three? <laughs> no, zero. When you're born, you're not one, you're zero. After a year, you're one. Very good, Esther. One more question, Esther. Where did uh, Yaak Avraham, I mean, no, Yaakov go to Yeshiva? What? Where did he go to Yeshiva? Yaakov, uh, Yaakov went to the Yeshiva. I don't know. He went to the same Yeshiva as Yitzchak. The same one that, that uh, of, of Avram went to the same Yeshiva. It wasn't um, Mir, it wasn't Pontevich, it wasn't Lakewood. It wasn't, <laughs> uh, it wasn't Tells. Where was that Yeshiva of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? That's too hard. Okay, Esther, thank you for calling. You know a lot of stuff. And call me again next week. No more, no more. No more. Boy, Avram Yitzchak Yaakov went to yeshiva called Shem and his grandson, Aver. Shem is Noach's son. He must have been very old. Because you see, the marble was in 1656, and Avram was born in 1948. That's about 300 years. And then after 1948, now he's 100, 2048, and he has the son Yitzchak. Now you say Yitzchak is 60. Um, he was 60 when he had the children, and so now Avram was 8, 10, 21, 08. And then when he was 63, more years, when Yaakov was 63, that means now the father is 60 and 63, 123, 123. That's a long, it's a long time, 2,200 years, and then the marble was in 1656. This man must have been, whoo. My goodness, five, six hundred years old, Shem. Because uh, 123 and 2108 is three, two, 22, 16 to 22 is four, seven, six hundred years old, Shem. That's right. Because Shem is still living and he's Noah's son. Uh, and when there was the marble, Shem was a hundred. So he's more than, he's 800 years old. Maybe 800 years old, Shem. All right, now I'm going to ask some more questions, and our number over here is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. 718, how much is that if you add it up? And 683, how much is that when you add it up? And 5858 is Hashem's name, you know that? If you add up 5858, you get to Hashem's name. That's that telephone number, 718-683-5858. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, no, I can't have this. Turn this off. All right. So uh, the telephone number here is 718-683-5858. Okay. Yehuda's on the air. Yehuda. I want to answer the question, the question, the question to what Yeshiva Yaakov went to. What, which one did he go to? Yeshiva Shemveva. Where did you hear that? You heard it from me, right? My brother. My brother. Your brother. Oh, you got a smart brother. How old was Shem? But do you think he's 20 years old, 30 years old, 100 years old? Six. He was about 800 years old. Because I just figured it out. He was about 800 years old. He's Six. Noah. Son. Six years old. What? Six years old. He's about 800 years old. Thank you so much, Yehuda, for calling. Next caller, please. No more. No more. All right, Rabbi Sain. Let us discuss a few things about the Parsha told us. I asked you in the beginning um, some questions 
um, one of them is, why is it called the Eile? That's not how you start a new parsha with a Vav HaChibur. In English, we call it a conjunction. You don't say, and once upon a time. You don't talk. That's not how you write a book or start a story. You don't say, <laughs> you don't say, the Eile told us. Why do you start a parsha off with, with the? The means end. Why you, that's like in the middle of a pussy. Chaim and David, Chaim, Vidavid, Achlu, Ochel, they ate their food. You don't start off a new pasik, a beginning of a pasik with a vav. Ve'ela is the middle of something. Why does, why does the, the pasik start off Ve'ela toldos Yitzchak? And toldos is written with a missing vav. Is there a reason for the missing vav in toldos? Okay, who's the next caller? Mati. Mati, you're on. Hello? Is this Mordechai? Yeah. Okay, Mati, what is it? Huh? What would, you, what would you like to say? Um, um, then, um, I want you to ask me, um, um, uh, things about the Pasha. Oh, you want me to ask you a thing about the Pasha? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you. Um, uh, Yitzchak wanted to give the bracha to a worst son, not to the tzaddik. How come? The, because um, Esav um, uh, um, made it sound like like he's like he's very um, like he's um, the good son, and he yeah, he oh, very gave good. him. Very good, a very good answer. He made it sound like he's a good son, but he, but Yaakov, he knew, the father knew that Yaakov was learning Torah all the time. Esav is called Ish HaSodeh. He's out in the fields all day. It says that. And um, if Yaakov was not in the field, he was Ish Tom, a Yoshev, a Holim. He was in the Yeshiva. Couldn't the father tell the difference between a Talmud Chokam and a guy that's running around in the field? He can't tell the difference. I mean, couldn't Yaakov, Yitzchak tell the difference? Uh, Yitzchak is supposed to be a very smart person. How is it that he wanted, he said he loved Esau. Maybe he said he's a nice boy, he doesn't learn Torah, but he asks me good questions. Good, he's a nice boy. Why is he in love with his son, Esau? But the mother loves Yaakov. How come is she smarter than Yitzchak? Yeah, because Yitzchak was blind. Born? Uh, you're born too, and I'm born also. No, he was blind. Oh, blind! Oh, you mean if you could see, you could see the guy's face as a Russia, right? Yeah. Oh, very good, very good, very good. He was blind. Was that a punishment? Why was he blind? Because Hashem didn't want that uh, he, uh, he should see me um, that that uh, he has a, not, a bad son. Oh, very good. But does Hashem want him to give a bracha to the bad son? No, obviously not. So why did he almost do that? Does Hashem want to trick Yitzchak? His um. wife saved his life. Rivka dressed up Yaakov with the hairy skin on her on his hands to look like Esau, and she tricked her husband. And finally... Yeah, Esau said, Yaakov said a lie. He says, I am Esau, because his mother told him, you have to say that. But it says, Yaakov is a Ish Emes. And now he told a lie. 
and he tricked his father. And his father gave him a bracha. And then when Yisav came in with the meat after Yaakov left, he says, who are you? Well, I'm Esav, your firstborn. But who was that guy that was here a minute ago? He took the bracha. Esav knew that his brother tricked him. Are you allowed to trick an old father who's blind? Um, because what? Hashem wanted that he should get the he should get the bracha. Yeah, but why did the mother have to trick the father? Why does Hashem take care of his tzaddikim and not let them get fooled? Now, it's a very hard question, Monty. I'm going to give you the answer. Everybody that's listening should listen to this answer. There's two koichas in the world that Hashem wants to develop. The Ra and the Tov. You cannot become a great man unless you have Ra fighting you. An athlete does not get big muscles unless he runs up hills and picks up weights and bangs into a punching bag that's 500 pounds and it doesn't move. You cannot become great as a nation, unless you have opposition. Because if you don't train, you'll never, let's say you don't want to go into the contest, you don't want to train, so you become a weakling. But if you, come, but if you want to win the contest, you have to train and become very, very, very strong. Hashem wanted two forces in the world. Esau, you need Esau. And how come Yitzchak didn't see that? That's my question. Answer is, when he was laying on the Mizbeach as an Akedah, about to be shafted, the Malachim were crying in heaven. The Malchei uh, uh, Rachamim were crying, and the tears went into Yitzchak's eyes, and Yitzchak could not see bad in any person, because he, he had the tears of the Malachei Rachamim. And who is the Malachei Rachamim? His father, Avroham, who's about to slaughter him. He was crying tears, but he had to do what Hashem said. Avraham, a human being, could be a Malach, you know that. Mm-hmm. And he was crying, and Yitzchak got that in his eyes. And Avram was Amuda Chesed. Yitzchak could not see any Ra in any human being. That's why he was, he was such a good person, he couldn't see that. His, he didn't realize his son was such a Rosh or Gomor. But the mother knew it. You know why? She came from a family of Rishoyim. She uh, knew what this all was all about. Her father and his brother were big Rishoyim. She know what fakers were. Aesop means fake. Hoi shov. How fake. How phony. He's the biggest faker there ever was. And, um, and um, Yitzchak was blind. And uh, Mal had, uh, he had tears of Rachamim going in his eyes. He couldn't see in his son anything bad. And he even wanted to give him the bracha. And his mother had to, tr- had to, had to trick him. And finally he said, when he realized he made a mistake, and he gave the bracha to Yaakov, he said, Gam Boratia, let him stay blessed. Now I know you, Esau, are a Russia. I didn't know that before. He was 123 when he figured it out. And his wife what? saved Cloudy Soil, Rivka, saved the whole Cloudy Soil. And Yehuda Mati, I'm glad okay. you called. Hey, and also my, my brother says another thing, why, why, um, why, um, he, um, as, as of, um, I forgot one second. Let me remind myself. Yeah, go ahead. When? All right, just tell. Take it easy. What do you want to ask me? Huh? Um. All right, call me back when you think about it. We're still here for twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Thank you for calling, Monty. Who's the next caller? Yehuda, yes, you're on the air, Yehuda. Go ahead. 
Yehuda, go ahead. Me? Oh, all right, I hello? hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask him why. Hello. Go ahead. I'm. I'm here. Yeah, I want to answer why Yitzchak was going to give the Brock taste if he didn't know that he was a Russia. Oh, right. And how come he's a smart man? How come he doesn't know this? How come Hashem wouldn't tell him about Ruach Hakodesh that the guy's a Russia? Why does Hashem let Yitzchak get fooled all those years for sixty it, 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 years? Asaph pretended that he was learning. Oh. Real, and right, he yeah. He was the biggest. He gave Kibbutz Av more than any human being. You know what it says in the Mishnah and the Gemara? Uh, that a certain Tana said, I don't come to one hundredth of the Kibbutz Av that Asaph gave to his father. That means Asaph was the biggest machabit of his father that ever lived. But you know what? He's going to Gehenna anyhow. Why? How can you do a mitzvah and go to Gehenna? <laughs> He didn't believe in Hashem gave the mitzvah of Kibbutz He just loved his father. That was a personal thing he had. Because how could you molest women, kill people, kidnap people, do Gilad Reish, and be a good person? So you have one mitzvah. So that doesn't make you a good man. You have to have 51% mitzvahs and 49% of errors, then you're at Tzaddik. Not just one mitzvah doesn't do it. Let's say I eat Chazer, but I don't keep Shabbos. Am I at Tzaddik? I keep Shabbos, but I eat Chazer. I don't wear shotness, but I tell Lashon Hora. Um, I'm very makbid in Tzillin and Tzaytzakachovim and Tzaytzakachovim, uh, so but I don't run an honest business. So I'm a Ganev. So therefore, am I a Tzaddik? No. All the money you have is dirty money because it's illegal. So what, what is the good if you, suppose you believe in Hashem 100%, but you don't keep Shabbos? You believe Hashem made the world, and you believe Hashem gave the Torah, and you're a mom in 100%, but you, you eat chazer, Michal Shabbos, but you believe in the Torah was given at Sinai, and Moshe Bain was a great man, and, and everything was wonderful, but, but you don't keep the mitzvahs. You're a Russia. And suppose you keep all the mitzvahs, but you don't believe in Hashem. You keep all the mitzvahs, you don't believe Hashem gave the Torah. Moshe was a wise man who made it all up. But you keep all the mitzvahs. You're a Kaifer Baker. You're going to Gehenna. You have to do both things, Torah and mitzvot. Torah means the idea, the hashkafel, that Hashem exists, created the world, made everything, gave the Torah, and you've got to do the 613 mitzvot. You can't be just one. You can't have a car with an engine and no transmission, or a transmission with no engine, or you can't be a healthy man with no legs. <laughs> you can't have a good heart with no lungs. You've got to have both, or you have nothing. Okay, Yehuda, anything else you want to say? Miriam is on the air. Hello, uh, Miriam. Thank you for calling. Yeah, go ahead, Miriam. Um, I want to answer a question: Why, um, um, why um, Yitzchak went to Gar instead of Matayim? Yeah. Because he was a old Tamima and he wasn't. He was a, like a full carbon, so he wasn't able to to go out of Kanaa. Ooh, what a tzedekis you are. A carbon Ola cannot leave its mokum. Avraham left Eretz Canaan. Yaakov left, not Yitzchak, because he was a carbon Ola. And you know how holy it was in three ways. Avraham and Yaakov had their name changed, not Yitzchak. Avraham and Yaakov have multiple wives, not Yitzchak. Avram and Yaakov could leave the country, not Yitzchak. Yitzchak was a Ola Tumima, the holiest of all the 
the, I don't know if you say that, but the one, the greatest office we ever had. You're 100% right. That's why he couldn't leave the country. And he went to Gerar. You know where Gerar is? That's today where um, the wickedest, wor- the worst him? people. Where, where? In the Plishim. Where? No, Plishim is the, the people that live there. Um, you know where Gerar is? That's where the worst Rishayim in the world live in Eretz Yisrael. It's called Gaza. Gaza in English, Aza in Hebrew. Gerar is where Gaza. Oh, my, my. And Dovin and never captured it. It's always been a trouble spot for Yisrael forever. Gerar is Gaza on the southwestern part of the country, right? Or next to the Mediterranean going down to Egypt. All right. Miriam, thanks so much for calling. Who's the next caller? No more. No more. All right, boy side. So, interesting parasha, right? Let me ask you, when, uh, when, when, I, when, um, when um, Yaakov came in with the, with the, with the meat, so Yitzchak didn't believe him. He first, he gave him an identity test. He gave him six tests. Identity test, spiritual test, touch test, honesty test, and smell test. He didn't believe it. He said to him, are, who are you? Who are you standing there? Well, I'm your son. You told me to get this carbon for you. Oh, me Who are you? He wants to know exactly which one of the two. I am who I am. Esav is your firstborn. But he said it together. But he really meant, Ani, I am who I am. And Esav is your firstborn. But he tricked his father because his mother commanded him, Rivka, to do that. Rivka saved Klal Yisrael. Then the spiritual test. He said, How come today you came so fast? He says, Well, the God made it happen. Then he gave him the touch test. He says, come here, my son. I want to touch you, Bani. Are you really, Asa? Maybe you're not. He had a big soft egg. Then came the honesty test. He said to him, are you really? Really? Tell me the truth. Ooh, that's the honesty test. Then came the smell test. Come on, I want to smell you. Come over here. I want to eat from the, the hunt of my son. Then he was convinced. And that means that Yitzchak failed all five tests. And Rivka, the great Sedekis, tricked his, her husband in five ways. He is not Esau, but he passed the identity test, the spiritual test, the touch test, the honesty test, and the smell test. You see what Hashem wants to have in the world? He wants to produce two forces, one Ra and one Tov. You must have Ra to opposite of Tov, otherwise the Tov doesn't get anywhere. You can't become a great man unless you compete against um, your, your, your competitors. Okay. Okay, Shmuel, there. Yes, Rabbi, I must uh, hand it to you that you, between the lines, you do so much service, but not only, you also touch on geography. You mentioned Eretz Geror, 
and people yeah. should know where that is. Not only it's in southwestern, but it's in the, it's in the southern part of Rafah, which is Man, right, the worst people. And right below Rafah is Nacham Mitzrayim, Wadi El Arish. Wadi El Arish. Here's the situation. I was there twice for uh, when we went against the uh, when Gush Katif was given up as a one-sided reconciliation so yeah. we went down there to protest against the against oh. one side of disengagement and when the Arabs were there with the Yidin, when the Yidin came back after 67 they took Eretz Garod which is a cursed parched land and right. made it into a beautiful oasis right. as soon as they left they destroyed it and as you could see by nine that as soon as the Jews are not there it becomes unproductive Soon you know why that's a block that says, becomes productive. You know what? You know that uh, during the time of the Eden, we're in, uh, in uh, there, in, in Gerar, the greatest exporter of flowers was Israel. Flowers and also hydroponic. Yeah, that, you know what it says course. somewhere in the Gemara? It says when Eden touched the land, it, it blossomed. When the guy touched it, nothing happens. No, no, it says like this. The Torah says, Vahashim, we see Ani Esoores. The question oh. is asked. Rashi says, why do you say Vahashim Oisi? Ani, it's a double lotion. HaKadosh Baruch says, I will, and I will make the land desolate. So the, the Rashi says, Mido Tovo Hizo. This is a good, good gesture. Why? HaKadosh Baruch says that when you will not be on the land, you'll be in the exile, it will be desolate. Right. When the Jews come back, it becomes fruitful. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly well, what we you, see today. Shmuel, I'm glad you called. You're a very insightful person, and I like to touch on the different things, geography and math and stuff, because Torah is a complete... Absolutely. Absolutely. That is the sign and omen that Jews are coming back to the land and oh, the beginning of the redemption is here. Shmuel, I thank you for calling. You gave me great chizuk. Thank you. It's mutual. Right, thank you. Who's next? Usher, Usher. Usher, you on the air. Yes, thank you. How are you doing? Usher H. Just, oh, I yeah, my friend. I wanted to mention that uh, I heard part of the last uh, shear, and it seems that really Hashem is in charge in Eretz Israel. Of course, of course he is. So I heard a gematria that Hashem Ishmochoma, Hashem Shemo, is the gematria Eretz Israel. I think it comes out 732. Very good. Right. But I wanted to answer three questions. Number one, you mentioned about um, what was Yaakov holding and why was Esav red when he came out. Right. So there's a, the Midrashim that mentioned that uh, Yaakov and Esav were fighting inside the womb. Right, right. And that Esav said, if you don't let me go out first, I'm going to damage the, uh, the mother. But yeah. he started to damage the mother with his foot by kicking. And yeah. that's the reason that he came out red and that why Yaakov was holding onto his heel, because he was trying to prevent him from hitting. Oh, oh, oh very beautiful. Who says that? I, I heard it over from Rabbi Moshe Meir Weiss, but it might have been... Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Very good. Uh, I have to go on. We have a lot of callers. But there was another medrash that yeah. mentioned the discrepancy of 13 or 15. When did when did they, when did when did Esau go off the track, either 13 or 15? Yeah. So he, if you can resolve the 13 age by the following, is that... When 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 Avram brought um, Yitzchak to the Akeda, that he suffered some sort of a damage. Either Who, according to these these medrashim, is that either something happened that 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 Avram did do a little bit something, and or 
that that the crying of the angels that it shouldn't happen that the the tears came into um, uh, Yitzchak's eyes and yeah. it didn't only damage his eyes but it damaged him physically and he went into Shemayim for two years. Where did you see this? Now, again, I heard this from Rabbi Moshe Meir Weiss on a shear. Interesting. I have and to run on. I want to thank years, you so much for calling. That's the two-year discrepancy. All right. I never saw it in a... I don't... Rabbi Moshe Meir Weiss is a wonderful man. Unless I see it in Medrash, I don't... I think it's nice, but I can't accept it as no, true. No, I forgot which Medrash. Um, uh, Raza Paneach? Oh, Rosa Paneach, maybe. The, I think I'll look that up. Much, I'm pretty sure that was a Medrash that he was talking about. Could be. Both, he doesn't make up anything. Moshe Mayer Weiss knows everything. He doesn't make up anything, so I know it's a no, legitimate No, it wasn't uh, made up, I'm saying, but I think that was the Medrash that he was okay, quoting. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> no more. Okay, listen, I said in the beginning, by the bed children were running inside of her. There was another man who was running to find Hashem, and his name is in the word by Yisrotetu. You know what that man's name is? Yisro. Vav Yud Tov Resh. Turn it around is Yisro. Interesting. Yud Tov Resh Vav. By Yisrotetu. He also was running his whole life to find the Emes. Hmm. Two minutes. I'm um, thinking, okay. Aha. So, by Yisrotusu, if you take the word Yis and take the letters that are left over, Tzadi, Tzadi, Vav, 90, 90 is 186, and add up to 6 and the 8 is the 14, and the, and the 1 is the 15, 1 and 5 is 6, 6 is Sheker, Shin Kuf Reish, you know that. All his life he tried out every religion, or they all were Sheker, and he knew that, he knew that, he didn't know was yet, but he knew there was Sheker. That's why he attached himself to Yiddishkeit, because this made sense. And his son-in-law was the Mashiach for the people in Mitzrayim. He's the greatest law he ever had. Moshe Rabbeinu was his son-in-law, son, the, the so-called adopted child of Pharaoh, and Yisro was the employee of Pharaoh, the advisor. Okay, Rabbi Yisrael, we're at the end. Thank you so much for calling. Have a wonderful week. You're all living if you stick to Hashem in the Torah. Chazak, chazak.